right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. We are diving into part two of last week's episode. We started to talk about sales, and we went on a few rabbit holes. Right. Like, that just t- tends to be what we do. Yes. Right? But we're going we're gonna to go through today uh, six foundational sales principles mm-hmm. uh, that I believe uh, is, is key to, I mean, again, whether you're in sales or not, if you communicate with anybody on this earth, these are going to be helpful. Yeah. In that, right? I've always uh really believed that if there's if one if there's one skill set that anybody should get good at, one skill set, it is the art of communicating effectively. Right. If you can communicate, it can it will put you in rooms that you maybe don't feel like you should be in, right? Yeah. Uh, it'll it'll give you access to situations because everybody wants to feel heard. Everybody wants to feel seen, they want to feel known, and this is a craft that you can actually learn. Uh, how to make people feel that way if you know how to communicate effectively. Yeah. We're going to dive into this today. Yeah, that's great. So these six sales principles are coming from the man, the myth, the legend, Riley <laughs> Meek himself. Uh, this will We're going to get deeper in this. Well, you went deeper in this in your upcoming book, The Kingdom Entrepreneur, The Mandate to Create. Yeah. This is book number one. I think I, uh, I pointed at the wrong camera last week. Book number one. If you don't have it, go get it. Just go get it. Let's go get it. Go get it. Read it because you're going to be lost reading book number two if you don't read number one. So got to read number one first. All right. Let's get after it. Six foundational sales principles. Number one, listen more, talk less. Talk to me about that. I'm listening more. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This guy's, uh, this is obviously... um, that maybe this is overused, but there's a reason why God has given us two ears and one mouth, right? Mm. But I think it's just a very basic way to even think about this. It's, it's first off, remember any conversation that you've ever even been in, uh, and when you're around somebody that does nothing but talk mm-hmm. all the time, it can feel like okay, I just I need a break. I don't want to be around this person. Versus when you're in a room. Um, and people are asking you questions, and you get to talk about yourselves. And then, for whatever reason, uh, you just really like that person because you got to talk about yourself, <laughs> right? It's just very basic things right. um, that just pl- kind of playing into just how most of us are trained, yeah. right? Now, some of us don't like talking about ourselves, and that's part of this communication and, and learning um, when to ask questions, when to not. But foundationally, uh, listen more, right? Yeah. Because especially if you're in a sales setting or if you're looking to influence a situation, you got you got to gather information, right? If yeah. you don't know even what somebody wants in a situation, because people buy what they want, not what they need. Right. If they if you don't if you haven't taken the time to gather information to know what they want, you can't sell them anything. Yeah, yeah. Right? I had a little argument with Lucy the other night, okay. and in the midst of this, I, I was she would say some things, and you know. We're big on communication. Listen, if we're going back and forth, like you listen to what I have to say, I'll listen to what you have to say. Let's not interrupt each other. We do our best at yes. doing that. <laughs> There's a couple of times I just wanted to jump in because I was like, ooh, oh, I yeah. got something to say there. Ooh, I got something to say right there. But I decided to listen more mm-hmm. and talk less. And at the end, I was able to kind of compile all those thoughts because a lot of times they're just very compulsive and impulsive is it compulsive i think impulsive impulsive yes 
and um in the end you think you have a point then you're like ah, i should have not said that maybe right <laughs> right yeah so i i didn't even think when we started this because we're going to get into some biblical application yeah. and how this could translate to evangelism yeah. uh but probably all these principles will be good in marriage as well uh yeah that's the number one relationship that you're selling <laughs> right as i think i ended last episode with like i'm i'm selling ash every day yeah right it's like if you're not selling your your spouse you're you're probably doing something wrong, right? Right, and here's the probably the single best marriage advice that I've received, um, and it because this is from an entrepreneur. If you guys are entrepreneurs, most of you are love it because of the thrill of the hunt, mm. right? And it's like the next thing I want to do. I want to do this thing, and I want to conquer, and I want to you know move on to the next business. Um, I took that into my first marriage, aka my failed marriage right mm -hmm. and it was because the moment that that the i do happened it was like the box was checked and i checked out and i was yeah. no longer in it to win it not to be cheesy <laughs> <laughs> okay. but but as i was because you know after that uh, my whole goal was to like I, I need to be better at i don't i don't know it was it was just about me figuring out Okay, how do I if I if I can't save that marriage, how do I at least make sure that I'm going to be a better human being mm -hmm. coming out of this thing? And this was advice from one of my former pastors. He was like, "Well, if your mentality was that, he's like every day your mentality should have been to to keep your marriage, mm -hmm. right? If it's if if it's a mindset shift, it's like no longer was I was a goal to marry this person. The goal now is to keep married to right. stay married to this person right gamify it if you have to i was yeah. like ah, i really really freaking like that yeah it's that's good, good stuff that's good not that this is a marriage but communication is like literally people will say money is like the number one cause of divorce uh -uh. it's communicating about money right that's the number one cause of divorce yeah lucy and i learned that very early on when we did premarital counseling and just get into counseling ourselves you know you yeah. know in ministry uh, communication is key. Yes, key. Even K -K -K. in in the workforce. I mean, yeah. if you don't communicate clearly with your staff, if you don't communicate clearly with your superiors. Yes. I mean, there's so many arguments happen. So many, yeah, uh, like misdeeds happen because of lack of communication. Yeah, and even on that note too, it's like lack of communication. There's poor communication. There's lack of communication, and then assuming things. Right. Right. Like, so back to listen more, talk less. Yeah. Like you can't, you have to know what the person wants, what they're looking for. If you just go assume something and think of even, let's use a car dealership, right? If it's like your goal is to sell a red car, but they've come in to buy a blue car. You ain't selling them the red car, right? right? You've got, you got to ask them the right questions to know what they want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So a couple scriptures go with this. Proverbs 18.2, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Mm. So a fool is the one that's just going to keep yap, yap, yapping. Yep. Proverbs, we all know a few of those people. Right. No doubt. Proverbs 10.19, when words are many, transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is prudent. So good. Yeah. And even, you know, in James, be... Uh, quick to hear, slow to speak, yeah. slow to anger. Yes. I mean, that's so good in marriage. <laughs> right. right. Like even your example the other night, it's like yeah. you want to be. Uh, uh, uh. Right. But slow to speak, slow to anger. I've never gone wrong by biting my tongue. Right. <laughs> I've never regretted biting my tongue. I've regretted <laughs> jumping into the conversation many times. That's good. That's but, wisdom. That's, yeah. the, that's the 
Christian advised version. What would you call it? And last the episode? NRV, NRV? New Riley That's version? The, yeah, this is the NCB. There probably is a new that Christian Bible out there. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> That's right. Uh, anyways. Anyways. All right. So that was number one. Listen more and talk less. Out of our six foundational sales principles. Yep. Number two, build your reputation. Mm. Now, this is good because from a business standpoint, obviously, we could go into a lot of um, a lot of topics on this. Like there's branding, mm-hmm. uh, right? Having proper reviews, everything like that. But from a just a, a Christian perspective, this is like be a man of your word, yeah. right? Have, have fruit in your life. Uh, so many people are, you know, they talk a game and then there's nothing that actually lines up in it. And this just is the same thing in business. Like if you're promoting something and delivering something else, right? you aren't getting a repeat customer. You're certainly not getting good reviews right. uh, or testimonials or referrals, right? And And if you are a man of your word, woman of your word, your company stands on integrity, your reputation will follow, right? Right, and and I mean, I've I've been on the other side of this where negative things have been uh, said about me personally in my businesses by competitors, mm. crazily enough, online and things, and it's it's very frustrating, right? But your the, your good deeds, the good fruit in your life, needs to outweigh what any negative junk. Right, because the internet nowadays, you can literally, it's like the freaking bathroom stall of the, the whatever, gas station bathroom, right? You can scratch anything on there, and it's right. on there, right? Until somebody wants to scratch it off, so. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, so build your reputation. So integrity is important. Yep. And I think integrity is important. It's just important aspect of life, period. Right. Because especially when it comes to evangelism, but just in general, who the heck is going to care what you're saying if you don't actually live what you're preaching? Yeah. Well, dude, right? this is why I think, I think, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why, but it's even why a few weeks ago we talked about like 20 million Americans left the church mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. It's like, because they're, they're, first off, they probably were told a counterfeit gospel not truly what the gospel actually is right uh and and that's i think or or they're ones that are seeing one thing spoken from the front of the room and then seeing what's actually taking place behind closed right. you know supposedly closed doors and it's like what yeah. the frick this yeah. isn't what i bought into it makes me want to close my ears to anything you're you're saying right right you may it may be one floor character issue in your life but you're you're speaking as if that's not even there, mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff you may be speaking may be good wisdom, but in my eyes, it's like I'm I am throwing the baby out with the bathwater right. when it comes to that because it's just you lose all credibility in my eyes. Yes, absolutely, and this is why it's so. I mean, t- twofold on this. Why I think you know mega church pastors we see in the news all the time of you know a new sex scandal, a new whatever hiding yeah. information, and it's like obviously I th- I, I really know that if you do have that platform uh you're you're gonna experience tremendous spiritual warfare yeah right there's no question about that but and all the more reason why you should have more measures of accountability and more uh just checks in your life like that so we don't go down those those paths yeah um but unfortunately when when that happens like that's a huge huge kick to the gut yeah 
for the Christianity yeah. as a whole. And it's like, oh, everybody's a hypocrite. Yeah, we are. We're all hypocrites, right? Because we can never, we can never actually live up to the standard of perfection. But thank God, that's why we have Jesus yeah. as our saving grace. Yeah. Right. And think about build your reputation, right? So you you start somewhere, and honestly, it should be when you first come to Christ. Because yeah. we're all probably going to have at least a questionable reputation before we came to Christ, right? But once we come to Christ, we start building that reputation. And if it comes down to, you know, you are butting heads against somebody or if it's a competitor, just a hater that's spreading lies about you, well, you could say, well, look at my track record. Yep. You know, so good. build it up. And, you know, just... Recently in my own life, somebody who's got a terrible track record with relationships and credibility, you know, saying stuff about me. Look, first of all, I know my track record. I know where I am. I know the truth. I know God knows the truth. So I, I could rest my laurels on that. Right. But then for the outsider, I don't care how many people you try to convince, look at like look at that person's fruit against your fruit. Right. And if you have bad fruit, get it together. Yeah. Get repent, start start getting your reputation in check, not just for the sake of, you know, being able to rebuke your haters, but for the sake of living an upright life yeah. and a life of integrity, moral up uprightness. Yeah. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So good. So good. So we had listen more talk class number two. Build your reputation. Right. And a couple scriptures to go along with that. So Proverbs 22, 1, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches and favor is better than silver or gold. Mm. Isn't that something? So good. You could go further with a good reputation than with a bank that's full of money. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. No question. Yeah. The memory of the righteous is a blessing, but the name of the wicked will rot. Proverbs 10, 7. Wow. Yeah. That's a good one. So, move on? Yes. Okay. Number three. If we don't move on, we'll, we'll, this will be like a four-hour podcast on each <laughs> one. So. All right. Number three, know your customer. Know your customer. I love talking about this one. Just from a marketing into sales standpoint, um, so many so, – a lot. We, often, we coach within the King's Council, and so one of the first questions that we'll, we'll start to learn people about the, their business – one of the questions that we ask is, all right, well, who's your customer? And most people don't know, right? It's like, well, I sell, um, let's say, let's just say I use cars before, red or blue car, right? Let's say I sell cars. So, you know, anybody over the age of 15 is my customer. It's like, right. no, we got to really figure this out, right? Like uh, Ferrari has a different demographic than Ford, right? Right. Ford has a different demographic even nowadays than than uh, Dodge, Chevy. right? Than <laughs> right. Chevy, right? They went down. They they yeah. niched down on a Rainbow Road, and it I think came back to bite them. Yeah, right. And so, uh, which Bud Light, for example, know your freaking customer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, I think there's other reasons, obviously, with different incentives that uh, were put in place for them, um, yeah. which we won't go into that on on this episode. But yeah. uh, I think they know their customer. They were just persuaded. Uh, Otherwise, right? They built an incredible brand knowing, like, the normal redneck Bud Light drinker. Right. Right? Um, no offense if you drink Bud Light. <laughs> but but that's just they know their customer, right? Right. And so if you know who your customer is, 
uh, you can now, if you're spending money on marketing or advertising, you can be way more effective with that versus just trying to sell it to everybody. Sure. If you're trying to sell it to everybody, uh, it's you, you're going to waste a lot of money on marketing and advertising, um, and it's going to be a lot more work mm-hmm. than it is, you know, fun for you. Because hopefully, hopefully, running your business is fun. Yep. Right. And you know, from a bringing this everything back to like how this relates biblically to this, you know, this is one that I was, was kind of just like, what does this, how does this actually, what does this look like in scripture? Because I know this is a, definitely a principle in marketing. It's like, you know your market, know who your customer is. Let's, you know, this is why we do a ton of direct mail. We mail to very specific demographics that we know would be mo- most ideal for the, a sp- specific product or a specific mm-hmm. service that we offer, right? Now, Christianity, Jesus, that's for everybody, right? Right. So it's like, how do I, is this a biblical principle, right? This is where I was kind of like, it took me a bit to wrestle with this one a little bit. Yeah, well, when you think about knowing your customer, right, if you're evangelizing, whether you be, you know, at church, you're a preacher, you're on the prayer team, whatever it is, you're, you're, you're reaching people or you're knocking doors, walking through neighborhoods, whatever it is. Know your customer. Your customer is going to fall into one of two categories. Either they know Jesus and they're saved already, or they don't. Yep. Right? And yep. chances are just the majority of people are going to be on the side of not knowing Jesus. Yep. So what does that mean? That means that they are in darkness, right? Mm-hmm. What kind of darkness? doesn't necessarily matter what kind of darkness. I have a testimony of drug abuse. I was a drug addict. But... I've found that my testimony has resonated with people who even more so with people who weren't drug addicts than drug addicts. I'm like, right. okay. <laughs> Cause at the end of the day, when you're in darkness, you're confused. You don't know your identity when you don't know Christ. Mm. You don't know your purpose in life. You, you're, you're just all over the place. You, you, you're lonely. You could be depressed. You could be suicidal, all those things. So that's all under the category of darkness. So knowing the customer is knowing that they are lacking love, they are lacking hope, period. Yep. And you are to, through Jesus Christ, fill those gaps in their life. You give them Jesus, they have hope, they have love that they have never experienced before on this earth. So knowing the customer, it's like, at the end of the day, it could be as simple as, are they saved or not saved? Yeah, I like that. That's good. But also, even as you're talking, it just made me think of like, well, you know, I, know what know what it is that you're selling uh like in 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 just thinking of uh the different aspects of the church right there those that are evangelists Mm -hmm. and then there's those that are are you know pastoring and and teaching and shepherding Mm -hmm. right like that's a different thing right to just go say hey jesus is you know you can be saved and then discipleship is a whole different thing yeah right um, so I think there's knowing knowing what it is what what your intent is as well when you're when you're taking it to your customer you know right. it could be like another level deep of that um, but uh, in that we do know everybody needs Jesus but also Scripture tells us that people are going to just flat out not want him mm-hmm. right and. I mean, it tells us that, you know, Jesus couldn't even work, do miracles in his own hometown. And it was right. like, wipe. Even the, the instruction given to the disciples as they, as they went on, it was like, as you know, if they don't receive it, shake, shake off the dust of your sandals and move on. Right. Right. You don't need to, 
to try to continue to convince somebody that doesn't want what you have or offer. Right. Yeah. A lot of times when you're talking to somebody about Jesus, if it looks like they're just balking right off the bat, say, listen, if, is there any chance I could convince you that yeah. Jesus is real? And if they say no, then their mind is pretty much made up. Yeah. You may have a few encouraging words, plant a small seed and, and keep it moving, but you know, move on to somebody who's a little more open. Absolutely. And, and then if, if that's the case, then I think that goes back to what we just talked about. Build your reputation. Yeah. Right. Have the fruit in your life that they want. Yeah. Right. If you're that hypocritical person that's telling them, right. uh, like if no different, you know, if you're, this is pet peeve of mine, but if you're like a, a fitness trainer and you're trying to sell me personal training, don't be fat, right. be fit. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you're trying to sell me something, be a product of your product yep. as believers we need to be a product of our creator, yep. right? A clear representation of who he is. This is right. why we, we need to ap- operate in excellence in everything that we do, yep. right? Not not so that we can, uh, our pride and our ego can be uh, fulfilled, but so that we can be a representation of our the original creator, yeah. right? Be, so build your reputation, which is ultimately building his reputation, yep. and then knowing who your customer is. Yeah. And even building reputation, it made me think, when you meet somebody for the first time, they have no idea what your reputation is. It's true. But you build it immediately. You build that rapport. And so many times, you know, just starting a conversation about sports, the the game last night, something like that, and you kind of get on their level and they open up and they feel like they could trust you a bit because you're you're relating on something. And then, you know, we talk about it a lot, the sneaky Jesus uh, method where you kind of sneak Jesus in, use a couple of key words to kind of see if they're uh, peeping it out, see where they're at, and, you know, right. just use a word like like blessing or, like, yep. saying God bless you to somebody, you know? It's um, good. Love it. Yeah, Love yeah. It. Let's, cool. let's, let's keep it moving. Four. Number four, be convinced of what you're selling. Mm. Now, I know when you're selling ash every night, you are convinced <laughs> of what you're selling. Yeah, buddy, because I have something clear in mind of what I want to get. <laughs> um this is a this is really good though because i i I talk i say this a lot is that you don't have to be you need to be convicted of of what you're selling right that it is a good product that you're you're helping somebody but you don't have to be like super passionate about it right i think i mentioned this on the the last episode it's just like i don't there's plenty of products that i've sold but I knew that they were good. They were going to be helping somebody. So if you're convinced, if you're convicted with that, that's going to come through, yeah. right? Every message is filtered through the messenger. So mm-hmm. if that conviction isn't coming through, if you're like, yeah, you should get this insurance policy because it's it's probably it's pretty good, you know, like ain't nobody buying that from you, yeah, right? But if you're if you've asked the right questions, you've gathered that information. You have a, a, a good reputation in the industry, right? People know about you and, and ultimately what you have, and, and and you're selling to somebody that actually wants what you have, right? If you had, if you know your customer, now you can deliver to them a product that you're confident in and you're convicted in, yeah, right? And and if you don't, if you're not, pick a different product, right? It's, there's plenty of products. If if any of you are in sales and you're like, man, I need a good product to sell, hit me up. I need salespeople. Right. Right. Good salespeople. Yeah. You're bad. Don't call me. I'm just kidding. We'll make you better. <laughs> yeah. When I first came to Christ, I remember 
feeling like I got told the greatest secret on earth and I, I, I was just like busting at the seams. I had to tell somebody. Yeah. Like I, I, I figured it out. Mm -hmm. I now know, you know, all, all you go to Barnes and Nobles, the self-help section, everybody's got a method for something, uh, you know, yep. this many ways to happiness. This is how you do this. And no, 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 wait a second. It's all in Jesus. It's all in Jesus. So when you truly know the Lord and you walk with them daily, you're convinced of what you're sharing with people. You're yes. absolutely convinced. And we talked about last episode, enthusiasm. Be enthusiastic about it. If you're going to share Jesus, maybe a smile would help. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe, you know, a smile. maybe a little bit of excitement yep. would be good. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is really joyful. You should be a, you should look at hey, it. He changed look my into life. This. <laughs> 14 years of addiction. Look at me now. <laughs> Dude, that's so true, though. Yeah, that's so true. It, it, it can go. It can go to the further end of the spectrum. But I, yeah. I talk about like when I grew up, every you know professed believer was like this broke, broken. Right. I I didn't want that in my life. Right. Now, it doesn't have to go far as like oh, I, it's I I need the pastor that's driving the Ferrari and parking that in the underground church. Right. Like we don't. That's a little maybe extreme as well. Right. Yeah. But it's it's the fruit. It's the character that you need to be looking for in that, right. not, not the objects. Right. Right. And people, they observe joy. What I observed joy before I had it, when somebody was just like joyous and had a good personality yeah. outgoing, they're bubbly, whatever. I'll be like, what the F are they so bubbly about? <laughs> what are they so happy about? This life sucks. Yep. Yep. Right. So it got my attention. I never engaged with those people because I would just alienate my, everybody and you know hide myself and i never wanted to engage with anybody but being joyful i mean people pick up on that right oh absolutely that's contagious it's that enthusiasm is absolutely contagious so yeah be uh, convinced of what you're selling all right what's number five man yeah well let me throw in a couple quick some proverbs scripture. right there proverbs 12 22 lying lips are an abomination to the lord but those who act faithfully are his delight and mm. truthful lips endure forever but a lying tongue is but for a moment. So good. Mm. Proverbs twelve nineteen. Proverbs is full of wisdom. Full of wisdom. Crazy. <laughs> <That's> Solomon. <laughs> All right, number five. Sell the transformation. Mm, yes, this is so good. And if you if you're in sales, I'm sure you've all heard this before. Um, you know, sell the sizzle, not the steak. Uh, sell. It, it, we use this analogy a lot. It's like, you know. When people buy a drill, they don't buy a drill because they want a drill, right? People buy a drill because they want to uh, put a hole in the wall, right? Right, And they don't want a hole in their wall because that's ugly. They want to maybe put a screw in that hole, right? right? And that's not, that's just going to snag shirts going by, right? That's not what they want either. They want to hang the picture right. in their living room, right? And even hanging in the picture, what does that do? That gives them pride that right. gives them a sense of this is home right and that's the transformation that's the the benefits of the benefits of the benefits that we talk about yeah. when it comes to sales right so if you got to understand that there's it's there's layers to this of what it, whatever product it is that you're selling like even a car people don't buy a car because they want to go from a to b maybe there are a few people out there right but they're not buying they're not coming to the car dealership mm -hmm. right they're freaking getting it at the freebie 
site uh, across from the dumpster, dumpster, right? It's just like, because it goes from A to B, right? right? Or they'll go get a bike, right? Yeah. People buy a red car because they want a red car. That's how, how they, what they like to feel when they're driving. Or they buy a Ferrari versus a Ford Fiat, right? Yeah. It's it's the feeling that they get and the transformation that they're going to get when they, when they purchase it, right? Mm-hmm. So if you can speak to that, that's going to give them the conviction or the environment that you're creating where they just want what you have to offer. Now, from a, a biblical standpoint, what scriptures even line up with this, it's like understand even when this the entire understanding of Christianity, it's like you're selling the transformation, right? Right. We're, we're persuading right. the transformation here. Right. Because if it's logically, if you're thinking of this, it this is where it can be like, okay, I'm supposed to just believe that a guy died on the cross and then he rose again and now I'm saved. Like, okay, well, what does that do for me? It's the transformation, mm-hmm. right? It's the it's that's why people because it's the hope that they they so desperately desire and need because of just the crap that they're living in this world, right? Yeah. It's it's the hope that there's something more out there that we all have a desire to worship something. Right. Right. And we fulfill that. We try to fill that with different voids and things that the world offers us. But it's the hope in Jesus that ultimately the only thing that's going to ultimately fulfill that void. That's the transformation that we got to say. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That Jace, that, that's a uh, that's a real right there. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> You'll see that on socials in uh, four to nine weeks. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, yeah, tra- transformation. So I was thinking of myself even. I have only one picture that I could find from probably the ages 20 to 30 when I was in like the darkest time of my addiction. Started when I was 16, mm. got really bad in my 20s, mid-20s, awful. I have one picture. But if you saw that one picture compared to any picture after, even when I had the longer hair. <laughs> I'm like starting to smirk here. I'm like, okay. Even when... This is where I'm slow to speak. <laughs> right, thanks. <laughs> Even when I had the longer hair. So, yeah, I grew my hair for some reason. I think I was just too lazy to cut it. And then once I came to Christ, <laughs> I eventually cut it. All right? That's all it took. Right. Jesus is like, all right, bro. <laughs> you look terrible. I, I had to do this to Saul to make him Paul, and I'm going to have to do this with you too. <laughs> Anyhow, the transformation, the way I look at that picture where, um, I mean, I look so out of shape. I look like I look unhealthy. Yeah, my yeah, yeah. eyes are like I don't know where my eyes like. I just look terrible mm-hmm. compared to the way I looked since I came to Christ, where you know the the scales fell kind of. Yeah, where I I can see clearly now. I can you know, it's night and day. It, it's probably the same reason why all these weight loss people like diets and trainers. Uh, there, there's nothing more convincing than a before and after picture, right? right? Right, you started this 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 fat tumble art over here. Right. And look at this. You got a six pack. Just right. give me six weeks and do yep. my my training regimen. In, right. In six weeks, uh, our video editing course you can get to. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, the transformation. So how do you sell that transformation other than just showing them before and after picture? Well, for me, I share my testimony, and yeah. people see my life. People still today. Well, Lucy and I just celebrated eleven years of marriage and people still look at us like wow they're still in their honeymoon 
face yeah. because we have so much joy together. And it's only because Christ is first in both of our lives. Mm. That's the That's only great. reason why. And then they see how we are with our kids. They see how we how we parent, right? And then they, they see the fruit. They see where we are now. And then you share with them, like, listen, before I knew Christ, you, you, you don't even want to know some of the stuff that I did. The, the, the thoughts that I thought, um, just things. Right. right. It, it was awful. And even with Lucy, I mean, people want, I, I probably share more Lucy's stories than she does because I'm just, it's a testimony. It's unbelievable. Like, I'm so proud of her and just in awe of the work that God has done in her life. Right that I share her testimonies and people can't believe it. Yeah. Sometimes she could get a little feisty at, at <laughs> times and they're like, okay, I know what Christian's talking about with those stories. <laughs> I get, I get the old Lucy, right? but no, it, it, it our testimony uh, sells the transformation, yep. but uh, bringing people to Christ can't just be about a testimony. Uh, obviously if your testimony is contrary to the word of God, uh, you, you gotta, you gotta question what you're sharing with people. But scripture should back up, you know, what it means to be born again, what it means to have a regenerated heart. Second yep. Corinthians five seventeen. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Mm. Old things pass away, all things become new. I, I actually lived that out. I lived that out and I could now share scripture in relation to my testimony and people are like, Oh, okay. Instead of just beating the Bible upside of people's head. Yeah. Dude, that's so good. And and just you even saying that reminds me of you know, when you at first said the prayer, you're like, okay, I'm giving my life to Christ. I'm, I'm submitting my life. Lucy uh, gave you scriptures just as a, a note cards and things initially. Yep. And it just reminds me too of this, of like selling the transformation. If she would have beat you over the head with the Bible of like, you need to repent, turn and burn and, and all yeah. of that. It's like, yeah, we know that's what's needed, but people don't buy what they need. They buy what they want. Mm-hmm. And as a, even as representations of Christ, like our, our reputation needs to precede us, right? Like we need to be above par in, in everything that we do. Like yeah. not just in the, from the world's perspective, but behind closed doors, right? Like you, number one, because it's not, it doesn't matter what other people see. It's, it's who you're accountable to, mm-hmm. right? And God sees everything. Yeah. Right. And like I tell Ellie, Ellie that every time, right? Like you can, you can try to lie to me. Yeah. Not, she doesn't lie, but. You know that God's going to know everything, right? right. So, um, but it's like, back to people don't buy what they need, they buy what they want, right? We know that people need, we talked about health insurance, or, or excuse me, life insurance. People don't, they, they should have it, right? But nobody wants it. Like, it's like something that they have to see, that, like, what happens. And it's oftentimes like, hey, their friend, uh, his husband passed away, and they were left with nothing. It's like, yeah. oh, my goodness. Maybe I should be more proactive in that, yeah. right? And uh, so even as a, it, the timing of of when to present opportunities right. and situations, I think are it comes back to us being intentional with how we live our, our life, mm-hmm. whether it's sharing Christ or sharing products or services, but being there with, again, with our intent of our hope and our heart is like, I want to truly help somebody in this situation because I'm fully convicted and I'm convinced that this is the best option. Yeah. Um, now I, I, I just have to present it in a way in which it makes sense for them Yeah. Right? that they are convinced that it's the best option. Yeah. Cause if you pressure somebody into to making a decision or buying something, it's, it's either going to cancel, right. Or it wasn't real. Like we know this is happens all the time. It's like, 
uh, bow your head and, and say this prayer. And you know, it's like, oh, they repeat a, a prayer and they think that they're saved. I, I don't think that's how it works. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, it's not that simple. There, there's conviction and there's steps and, and faith has to be walked out right. from there. If it was that simple, just, we would have everybody just repeat you know, a verse that we want to lay, lay yeah. out for them to read. And okay, now everybody's going to hell or going to heaven. That ain't how it works. Yeah. Right. So they, they work themselves towards the solution. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think sales is, uh, we, when we do our specific sales training, it's like we want to create that environment where people want to make the best decision for themselves. Um, but we create an environment where we, we knew it's like we, we play chess, not checkers. Mm -hmm. Like I know if I play this move over here, they're probably going to take this move over here now yeah. if they don't if they take another move great no problem i know that i'm it's probably not the customer for me yeah but i kind of equate it to like I'm, I'm pulling a string here and i want i want them to be like that little cat that they're just kind of batting at this string and i'm going to continue to pull it until they're all of a sudden like man this is this would be a good idea wouldn't it and i'm like yeah great <laughs> right. decision yeah wonderful decision <laughs> that's How do you good pay <laughs> <laughs> that's good uh, that's what's good. number six man or do we have anything else on that um yeah, the verse for that, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. Matthew eleven twenty eight. sell the transformation. Yeah, that's it. Like that, uh, back to that hope, that rest. Most people, they might not even know that they need that rest, but the, the yeah. angst, the anxiety, the, the toil, the stress that this world provides, yeah. that, that's just what you're going to get, right? Even if you think you're, you're living the good life and uh, maybe you have a ton of dough and you're like, this is good. I'm good. I guarantee you there's still anxiety and there's angst and there's unfulfillment in your life. And there's nothing on this earth that will give you the joy and the rest and that hope other than Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, no doubt about it. Amen. That might be another reel right there, Jace. <laughs> That's good stuff. Number six. six. Don't be manipulative or pushy. Mm. Yeah, we kind of hit this. Yeah, a fair amount, but I, th I felt like it was worthy of an actual principle, right? Um, because again, people don't buy what they need; they buy what they want. So while you may you may think that okay, I know that they need this, so I'm going to do everything in my power to manipulate them or get them to make that decision. If you're selling just a normal product or service, even if you get them to say yes or sign on the line. It's going to kick. It's going to cancel. They're going to have buyer's remorse because they didn't make the decision. You you made it for them, and right. you, you manipulated them to do that. Okay, They have to come to the realization. They have to verbalize it like, yeah, this is yeah. good. Let's just, I want to do this. Let's get this done. Right? Yep. And, um, again, all of that, I think, flows through this as listen more, talk less, mm -hmm. uh, build your reputation. You got to know your customer. Yep. Right. Be convinced of what you're selling. Sell the transformation and just don't be a manipulative punk. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> don't be a D bag. A D bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that's good. That's good. So those are the six principles. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I love it. Again, this these will all be in your next book coming out soon. Yes. Um, if you haven't gotten book one, go get it, order it, buy it, Amazon. Or yeah. get it for free. Get it free. Join kingscouncil.com. Um, we get lots of resources within the community, guys. And uh, hope you're digging this content. If you if you guys actually have more um, specific topics that you would like us to even dive into when it comes to business, entrepreneurship, sales, marketing, 
I love talking about this stuff um, and doing it from a biblical perspective uh, has been such a joy over the past few years of, of really figuring this out. Um, I would say if you have anything you want us to talk about, just hit us up. Yeah. Hit us a text, um, 727-472-3860. Uh, text into that. Just say, hey, next podcast topic, let us know what you want us to dive into, and we would be happy to do some, maybe some research into it. We'll spend some time. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll make these uh, fun for everybody here. So yeah. as you guys know, we love you all. And uh, joinkingscouncil.com. And we will see you guys on next week's episode. Yeah. Peace.